You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Now, it is time. Hampton Roads' favorite teams and players take center stage. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1. What's going on? It is the Tim Donnelly Show here on 94.1. I'm Tim Donnelly. Robbie Vogler on the boards producing the show. Is there something going on today? Have we been promoting a big announcement at 3 o'clock for the last however many long, however many days, weeks? Uh, Yeah, there's a big announcement to make. And uh, I was thinking about doing the the like uh millionaire the millionaire show bring it in send it to commercial make everybody wait but uh but we actually have a special guest here so we're going to jump right into it uh the big announcement espn radio 94.1 is no more I just want to see what everyone would react with that one. We're, we're not changing the, 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 the content. We're not changing the lineup, but we are changing the name. We will no longer be called ESPN Radio 94.1. We are, from this point forward, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 because we want to make sure we have the best partnership in the area. Uh, Matt Elmer with Priority Automotive is here. Priority Auto obviously being the partnership that we want to uh, associate our station with so much that the name is changing to Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Matt, thank you very much for, for being here and thank you very much for, for the partnership. Thank you very much for having me. Now, now... Before we get started, I want I want to hear what you have going on with Priority Auto, what you do for uh, not just uh, the the high level athletics in the area, but sports all the way down to the youth level. Uh, I think we need to go ahead and, and start start the engine, right? So I'm going to go ahead and take these keys. Toss them over to you, and when you're ready, how about a little uh, start your engines. Start your engine. There we go. It is officially Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I was hoping I didn't drop those keys when you tossed hey, them to me. It was, it was, <laughs> exactly. This is a sports station, catch. but I'm not it, that it, athletic. It, it was a great catch. Uh, so, again, that voice you hear, Matt Elmer with Priority Automotive. They are now our partner here at 94.1, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are uh, extremely proud. To announce this partnership uh, from from this point forward, that's how we will be known. When you check your dash on your car, it'll say Priority Auto Sports Radio. Uh, our social media, our our branding, everything is changing as we speak. When when that that car fired up right there, uh, everyone behind the scenes started you know pulling all the the sheets off and doing the the big uh, reveal. So it's all happening as we speak, and and uh, we could not be more proud. Uh, Matt, Priority Auto. Uh, you've been a huge supporter. We were just talking off air of of sports in the area for a long time. And uh, why don't you go ahead and speak to to why sports, right? I mean, we, we're we here at, at, at 94.1. We we think they're pretty darn important, right? We talk about them quite a bit. Uh, why, why do you prioritize sports and, and your connection to, to athletics, both youth, youth and college in the area? Well, first and foremost, it's, it's an honor to mm-hmm. be here with you today. So thank you for having us. Of course. Um, this is an important partnership for us as well. Uh, leading into your question, uh, I believe that, and I think all of us here at the Priority Automotive uh, and our company believe that 
sports kind of ties everyone together. Mm -hmm. You know, whether you're talking about children, youth athletics, uh, then on to high school athletics, collegiate, and obviously into the pros. So uh, this is just a great opportunity for us more, more than anything else to kind of continue to be a voice out there in the community, but partner up with the number one voice for sports in this community. And, and there's no doubt that it's 94.1. So we're, we're excited to be here. We, we appreciate that. And, and the, the connections make sense on, on so many levels, right? So many right now and, and traditionally tuning into us are in their car, right? And, and uh, you know, we want to remind them when that check engine light pops on or, or when they are looking in, in the market that there's someone in the area that cares about them and, and supports many of the things that they support that is, uh, you know, looking to help them. So uh, Priority Auto, obviously, you know, fills all of those roles and, and many, many more. Uh, and also fills a, a role with, with ODU who we, you know, we tremendously value their partnership. We, we air so many of their, their games, football, basketball, uh, you have a connection with them as well. So, so speak a little bit about what you guys have going on with ODU. So we have, uh, well, we have a bunch going on with ODU, mm-hmm. not only uh, professionally with priority auto, but with my, uh, my personal family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's been some talk of that as of late, um, <laughs> But it, we're, again, another great institution that we're just happy to be a, uh, a part of and help support. In many ways, they help support us. So we have uh, a special section there at the, at the, at the football stadium mm-hmm. and um, you know, do some different sponsorships with cool. ODU, of course. We're, we're, we're all expecting big things from, uh, from that program as well, so we're just, we're just going to try to build off of everyone's success for a while. I don't uh, think Virginia Tech wants to come back anytime soon, <laughs> but we're, we're going to see. Schedule just announced. They're, they're in Blacksburg this time, but it's, it's, it's open in the season, September 2nd. Uh, we were talking off air again, 2,000 employees in, in, in Virginia. Uh, the, the, obviously, that helps a community and helps a, a, you know, a state, a commonwealth a, a ton. Uh, we, uh, one more time, I just want to say how, how proud we are to uh, rebrand our station as, as Priority Auto Sports Radio and uh, – we're going to continue to do the best we can to, to make that partnership live up to all these, these lofty expectations we've been talking about. Well, thank you. We're, again, we're just happy and uh, privileged to be a part of another great organization, in our opinion. And, again, huge voice locally. So thank you for having us. Of course. And, and with this, I mean, it's Priority Auto Sports Radio. So, so you know you, when you need to, to, to vent about your, your commanders or praise your commanders, we were talking about your fandoms off air. Uh, we'd love to have you back. Oh, thank you so much. Once again, that is Matt Elmer with Priority Automotive. They are our brand new partners here. ESPN Radio 94.1, that's what we were known as. Now, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1, and we're going to continue to be what I think is the best voice for sports fans in the area. Uh, Matt, thanks again, and, and we'll be back after this to dive into that sports talk that we were talking about. Need a break from the winter cold? Don't wait for the spring thaw. Tim Donnelly is just heating up. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I'm Tim Donnelly, and yes, you heard that correct. If you missed the big announcement at the top of the show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. That's what we call ourselves now. Breaking news. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Could take some getting used to. Uh, you know, I'll work on saying it as smoothly as possible. You'll work on hearing it and letting it ingrain into your brain. Uh, and then we can all get along with with a great partnership as well as the same content. 
I want that to be clear. Uh, you know, a little confusion on, on the text line there. Uh, the actual content is is not changing. We still have the same shows that you tune in for. If you tune in in the morning, it'll be Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. If you, if you continue on up into afternoons, the Tim Donnelly Show will be here 3 to 6, 757 at 6, 6 to 7. It will just be, uh, we just won't be saying ESPN Radio 94.1 when we come in and out of breaks. Instead, it'll be Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. And we'll have this great partnership that'll, that'll help us uh, be connected to the area in, in other ways. But uh, to prove that we have the same uh, common sense, to prove that we have the same logical the same not outlandish not hot takey uh right we're not we're not gonna get anything different or crazy uh let, let's throw some 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 intellect let's throw some logic onto the craziest conversation of the past 48 hours um the nfl is not rigged okay if, if you believe in that conspiracy theory I got some beautiful Nebraska oceanfront, long, white, sandy beach property with a bridge to Europe that I want to sell you. The NFL, the bad calls happen. The NFL did not call in some kind of code red. If you think that the reason the Bengals aren't in the Super Bowl is because the NFL wanted Kansas City to make it, it just doesn't make any sense, okay? It's not rigged. There's no... Part of me wants to leave it there, right? I just want, I just want to like, uh, I want to go full parent right now and just say, how do you know it's not rigged? Why isn't it rigged? And my answer would just be because I said so, or trust me, but, but I'm going to dive in a little bit further than that. Okay. Just a little bit further. Jason Fitz on uh, Fitz and Harry, another show that you can hear every day right here on priority auto sports radio, 94.1 Fitz and Harry. Uh, here's Jason Fitz. Why would the NFL rig a product when they don't need to? If you know that you can roll out the worst product possible and still get more viewers than anybody else, anytime, anywhere, there is no monetary advantage to rigging anything. If you're going to take the risk of rigging something, it would be for benefit. There's no benefit. I just need people to hear that officials can suck without the league turning around and saying, well, this is what we need to do to get the right result. The league doesn't care because we're all dumb enough to watch no matter what they put in there. First of all, I very much appreciate the fact that you can say the, the officials stink and it's not intentional. Okay. In most places, most other industries, if, if, it feels like decisions are being made directly against you, there probably is some kind of nefarious intent, right? There probably is some kind of intentional disrespect. But in sports, when you have to make the the referees have to make those decisions so split second, sometimes they're just bad. And you don't have to put any motivation behind it. You can just say they're bad. Right? The the funny part is uh, referees could make four bad calls and the world ignites and says, that was fixed. It's rigged. The NFL's choosing who's going to win. Meanwhile, like a wide, uh, a wide receiver could drop four passes, and we go, he needs to hit the jugs machine. Oh, he's not good enough. Oh, he's, he, he needs to be benched. But nobody says, the NFL's fixed. That's what I would, like, to be honest with you, 100%. If I was fixing it, I would go to a player before I go to the, NF, or before I go to the ref if I'm the NFL. Quick, it's easy. 
I was a holder in college. You get the holder in your pocket, that's a lot more points than you think. But now we're getting now we're getting down the conspiracy theory. Ignoring the fact that it is a wildly outlandish accusation, ignoring the fact that as you just heard Jason Fitz uh, explain, there's really no reason to because we watch the NFL even when it's bad. The, ignoring the, the those, I don't believe that many people can keep a secret. That's to me, and honestly, there's there's a lot of different aspects of life that I'm just like, do you really think? The amount of people that would need to know about something like that, and we wouldn't hear a leak, there wouldn't be a book written, there wouldn't be some criminal case that they they subpoena the use of a phone and find a whole bunch of text messages? Do you think that many people can keep a secret? Because referees, like who would even have the power to tell a referee to fix a game? You think it's Goodell? You think that it's just Goodell and one ref? Come on. It'd have to be at least the whole referee crew which means it would have to be everybody that has access to their communication, which means it'd have to have their boss and their boss and their boss. You think there's 15 people out there that can fix a game and none of them at any point in time would tell their spouse? Okay, everybody tells their spouse. We're up to 30 people. A couple of them tell their kids. All right, we're up to 38. One of those kids is at college. Man, it's Friday night. Tells their buddy. That buddy tells everyone. We're up to 150. Suddenly, Schefter gets winded. Like, it happens. The NFL is not rigged, and it's frustrating that I had to do that. It's frustrating that, that, that I have to announce that. So I'll open up the text line and the call line, which are the same. I know we changed our name. We're now Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. But the call and text lines, which are the same number, they haven't changed. 757-687-9494. Both calls and texts. 757 757- Six eight seven nine four nine four. If you if if you have a, a conversation or a comment on the NFL being rigged, which it's not, I'll hear it. But just know, it's not. We're going to move on to another conversation. All right, Brock Purdy. Yesterday during the show, we we uh, got the news from Adam Schefter that Brock Purdy had a UCL tear and he was going to have surgery and it was going to be a six month wait which would put him on on track to return about early July, which, you know, right on the precipice of training camp, but he wouldn't miss any of training camp. Then we saw, well, actually, he's getting second opinions. Again, this is from Schefter. He kind of followed up one of his own, own tweets with it. Brock Purdy's getting a second opinion. The team wants him to have the surgery, but we don't know yet. The San Francisco 49ers season was upended a few times when a quarterback got hurt. They ran out of quarterbacks in the NFC Championship game, and I think it's not unrealistic to say they probably believed they had a better chance of playing in the Super Bowl if that didn't happen. Right? I don't think they were resigned to losing that, that game in the NFC Championship when Brock Purdy got hurt. So they can't run out of adequate quarterbacks next year. Like, this year, bad luck. Next year, if you run out of quarterbacks, we're going to say, you, well, you should have known it was possible. So who do they start next year? Does Brock Did Brock Purdy do enough pre-injury to not only be the starter week one, be the starter week one when you sit out the entire offseason? 757-687-9494. That's call and text, right? That's call and text. 
757-687-9494. Who's going to be starting week one for San Francisco? First of all, let's think of the entries, right? Let's think of the candidates. Brock Purdy is 9-0 in games he has started and finished. That's pretty good. Trey Lance, they paid three first-round picks and a third four and has a almost limitless ceiling, almost no production, but limitless ceiling. And then there's Jimmy G on a free agent deal if you bring him back. There's Tom Brady on a wild free agent deal if you make that move. Uh, who is the San Francisco 49ers starting quarterback week one? 757-687-9494. This is an interesting uh, uh, outlook that I'm going to play for you here in a second. It's Trent Green uh, as part of the quarterback room on CBS Sports. And, and the reason why I say it's interesting is because Trent Green was the starter when Kurt Warner took over, right? And Kurt Warner is is Brock Purdy, right? Or maybe even a, a more unlikely Brock Purdy. But I'm saying he is a guy that came out of nowhere, took a job, and never gave it back. So Trent Green has seen this from the Drew Bledsoe role, right? He has seen this from uh, what could be the Jimmy G or Trey Lance role. And Trent Green, as I mentioned, was on the quarterback room on CBS Sports. I think you have to say he is the quarterback of the future. And, and I think it's because he's played so well, number one, when you consider he completes 67% of his passes, 13 touchdowns, just four interceptions. He's protected the football. It's what they wanted out of him. It's what they got out of him. I don't know if it's necessarily what they were expecting out of him. You can't go back to Jimmy Garoppolo. He's going to be a free agent. You're not going to spend the money to bring Jimmy Garoppolo back. Trey Lance is the guy you traded all the draft picks for to get into place to be that starting guy. You cannot put Trey Lance in front of Brock Purdy because it's a no-win, right? It's like the fan base, the coaching, the pressure that's going to be on Trey Lance on top. So I think you have to find a way to trade Trey Lance and get whatever value you can get for him. Trade Trey Lance and get whatever value you can get for him. This is the hard part, right? The, The easy part is debating the merits of each starter. Right, the easy part is saying Brock Purdy's nine and zero, maybe less dynamic physically. Then you can look at Trey Lance and say dynamic physically, less production. Then you can look at Jimmy G and say the least impressive physically, but the most experience. And you can have that debate. That's the easy part. The hard part is when you take in the fact that these guys are human, right? The hard part is. These guys are are susceptible to emotion. Brock Purdy right now is flawless. If you are a Niners fan, you watched nine games. He did not lose any of them that he started and finished. And the one that they lost was over as soon as he got hurt. So imagine you're Trey Lance and you're picked as the week one starter and Purdy's behind you. The moment you don't win a game, that's something that nobody has ever seen Brock Purdy do. And that's what you're being judged off of, right? It's it's the goodwill hunting thing. For those of you that have seen that movie, one of my favorites, uh, there's a moment where uh, Matt Damon's character went on one date with Minnie Driver's character. One date. And then he was never going to call her back because he said she's perfect right now, right? And, and I know that if I go out on a second date or a third date or a fourth date or if we date for a long time, I'm going to find things about her that are not perfect. So right now, after one date, she's perfect, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna walk away with this this perfect woman in my brain. Brock Purdy is Minnie Driver's character, right? He's perfect right now. Has not lost a game that he started and finished. Even has some games that that su- 
surprised you beyond all get out with how well he played. If you go to Trey Lance, Brock Purdy is going to forever live in your brain as that perfect quarterback, that un, undefeated quarterback. And Trey Lance is going to have to deal with that. Right? He's going to have to deal with those comparisons. His leash would be wildly short because if he doesn't play well for two games, you're going to pull him for the guy that hasn't gone two games without playing well. Right? He hasn't played poorly for two games. And and the push and pull of Trey Lance is in, he's out, he's in, he's out. Jimmy G is this, Brock is that. Trey Lance is in, he's out. That'll ruin a quarterback. So you, you not only have to pick the right quarterback, you have to pick the right situation for the quarterback. The right, You have to take into their uh, account their emotions as quarterbacks. That's the hard part. There's no doubt, like Kyle Shanahan has forgotten more about football than most of us will ever learn, right? He grew up as Mike Shanahan's kid, came up uh, around the McVeighs and the LaFleurs of the world. They talk football, lives football, breathes football, right? He's, he's has a lifetime of it already. There's no doubt in my mind he can watch a practice and say that guy's more talented than that guy. Or he can watch film and say that guy is a better quarterback than that guy. But the thing you have to take in also is personalities and emotions and how will the fans react and how will that fan's reaction impact the player. I think you have to go Purdy at least, at least until he does something that gives you a window to pull him. And that's not fair to Purdy, right? If you have both of these guys, Purdy and Lance, on the team, you can't tell me whoever's on the field isn't looking over their shoulder. If Purdy loses a little bit of Purdy magic, who's going to be calling for Trey Lance? If Trey Lance is the starter and he doesn't win every game, who's going to be looking for Brock Purdy? I think you have to go Purdy, and and if you can if you can get a haul for either of them, actually. Purdy might even bring in bring back a decent haul because he's so cheap on his contract right now. Whichever one you choose, I almost think the other has to go. And that is, I mean, you have two quarterbacks. They needed four this year. And, and limiting yourself to one for the health of that one, the mental health of that one, that's going to be a tough thing to do. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. Call and text lines open, 757-687-9494. Joe in Virginia Beach is our very first caller on Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. Joe, thanks for calling in. What do you think about the Niners quarterback situation? Hey, Tim. Love the show. Thank you. So uh, I'm a Packers fan, and the most recent news, as we've all been hearing about, is uh, the Packers are on the fence about keeping Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And as we heard last year, Rodgers was – have some sort of interest in being in that area. So I think this would be a Tampa Bay kind of situation where they'll go and get Rodgers, probably sit Purdy behind him, kind of like Mahomes behind Alex Smith, and eventually trade away or whatever for um, Lance and just let uh, Garoppolo go out in free agency. All right. I appreciate the call. The the, the Rodgers situation, I give him multiple choice. I should have added uh, other. Uh, Rodgers to, to the Niners? I mean, I think Rodgers would love that. I think it would be hilarious if it feels like the Niners have three quarterbacks they can win with and they they go get Rodgers anyway. That used to be the John Gruden thing, and I'm not talking about the John Gruden off-the-field stuff. It used to be, be common knowledge that the most popular person in a John Gruden locker room was the backup quarterback. He just always wanted the next. 
if if Kyle Shanahan come walks away with Brady, Rodgers, any of these all-time greats that might be available, then he's never going to settle on a quarterback. If you can't settle on one of the guys in that building, you're never going to settle on a quarterback. Never. Let's go to a text line real quick here. Again, 757-687-9494. Rob, let's go to Romo Tim in the 757. If I remember correctly, all the quarterbacks got got hurt on sacks. So is it a protection problem? It doesn't matter who they start if you can't protect them. Well, uh, I saw that text come in during the um, during the break. So I, I looked it up. San Francisco gave up the sixth fewest sacks this season. So, yeah, I mean, quarterbacks don't get hurt on many other plays. Uh, I guess you could say if they tucked it and, and, you know, a design quarterback run or something like that. But if you have a pocket passer like a Jimmy G or even Brock Purdy, obviously Lance brings some other things to the table. Um, the only chance they're going to have to get hurt really is is sacks. Uh, but they gave up the sixth fewest. I don't think it's a protection problem. It might be a fragility problem. If you think one of these guys is more likely to to get hurt, the word we use is injury prone, that might eliminate them from from the running. Because as San Francisco learned, like hardiness, right, sturdiness, pretty darn important in a quarterback. I was listening to a podcast with Eli Manning the other day. He was talking about uh, high ankle sprains, obviously because Patrick Mahomes. And he said, I actually had one once. He goes, but it happened in the last game of the season. And uh, he's like, you know, obviously I never missed a game in my career for injury. But if that was in the second to last game of the season, I might have. And it's, you just realize some some quarterbacks, for whatever reason, it might be decision making, it might just be their build, it might be their their wider body. They just they don't get hurt as often. So you know if if you're giving up the sixth fewest sacks and you have four quarterbacks get hurt, mm, maybe the quarterbacks need to be a bit bit tougher, right? Or maybe you need to find a guy who's a bit sturdier. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, ninety four point one as of earlier today, made the switch. New name. Same station. Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. We're going to be back with a little rumor, gaining steam, D'Amico Ryans, head coach of the Texans. What are the Texans ignoring if they go with D'Amico Ryans? Stick around. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. In the pocket and calling the shots for Hampton Roads. It's the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1, the Tim Donnelly Show. Call and text lines open 757 687 9494. Today, all over our, our pretty much everything we have branded we are switching over from espn radio 94.1 to the new name priority auto sports radio 94.1 uh and with that comes a new instagram at priority auto sports radio 94.1 so it's all one word at priority auto sports radio then 94 period one 94.1 on instagram go ahead and and send us a follow we would appreciate it D'Amico Ryans to the Texans. It appears like it's happening, right? It's one of those deals where there can't be that much smoke without fire. Uh, A new head coach to the Texans, which will be, I think, their 17th consecutive year with a brand new head coach, give or take a couple. 
obviously exaggerating, but not really. Fourth straight year with a new head coach week one. For the details, here's Ian Rappaport. Good morning, football. D'Amico Ryans, who late this week emerged as the favorite for the Houston Texans head coaching job. Of course, his season is over. His team season is over, which is all bad, except it does clear the path for him to be named the Houston Texans head coach at some point later in this week. Here's where it stands. He is considered to be the favorite. The Denver Broncos, who also had significant interest in D'Amico Ryans, after interviewing him, they have received indication that he his attention is headed elsewhere. Houston, of course, where he played, a former second-round linebacker and a former captain there. So he's going to do a second interview with the Texans this week. Assuming all goes well, and it should, he'll be named the Texans' next head coach, the second hire of this cycle. Ian Rappaport. Pretty much saying he's going to be named without saying he's going to be named. And I know there's interviews and, and negotiations to happen. But uh, if, and if with likely, it's, it's likely, if the Texans named D'Amico Ryan's their head coach, it will be the only head coaching hire this offseason that will not be the most important hire of that team on their coaching staff this offseason. Because the defensive minds, and D'Amico Ryans comes from the defensive side of the ball, defensive coordinator, played defense when he was playing, defensive leader, has to be ready to pick a quarterback and develop a quarterback, and that's the number one thing for Houston. Right? So so the things that I'm hearing that D'Amico Ryans is so good at are at least number two on the thing you need to be top priority if you're the Houston Texans uh, head coach. Robert Sala worked with them for a long time. Here he is talking about D'Amico Ryans. He's as, as good a human as you can possibly be around. Uh, uh, he should have teams knocking down the door and trying to be, uh, make him a head coach. He's ready to be a head coach. He's a, he's a phenomenal young man and uh, really excited to see what he does with his opportunity. Phenomenal. That's, I mean, by the way, there are a few people in, in, there are a few people in sports where it seems like everybody that crosses paths with them for 10 seconds, uh, thinks they're, they're just awesome, right? Maybe it's just their, their energy, their aura, whatever it is, but Ryan's is one of them, right? It, it just feels like there's a bunch of guys, you know, talking to the media right now. They're like, I was on the practice squad. He was on the, he was the starting middle linebacker for one week back in 2004 and, uh, He's the godfather to my kids. It's like, what? Well, I just I wanted him involved. Like he's just that good. He loves Houston, played for Houston, right? But like the the pictures of him and JJ Watt on a defense are going viral back from their Houston days. Like there's a lot of connection there. He is a great motivator. He is a great locker room culture guy. But I I hear all of that and I still have a question. Can he pick and develop a quarterback? The Houston Texans are drafting second overall. Is it absolutely quintessential that they trade up to number one because they want either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud and not the other? Because that's a franchise-altering decision. If they think uh, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young are equals, put them at the top, and whoever falls to you, you draft. Just deciding to do that is a franchise-altering decision. And then once you get them on, on, onto your facility, into your facility, you have to do everything, play call, build the offense, uh, uh, manage the game, handle the media in a way that helps them develop. Is a defensive mind ready to do that? Or 
Is the defensive mind ready to hire the offensive coordinator that can do all of that? And then do what it takes to keep that offensive coordinator until the job is done. Because the one thing you don't want to have happen is is you draft Bryce Young or you draft C.J. Stroud or Will Levis or whoever your quarterback is. You bring him into Houston. You bring an offensive coordinator to develop him. And that's a little match made in heaven, right? Offensive coordinator and quarterback. And, and oh, goodness, they develop together. And then what does the coordinator do? Takes a head coaching job. And now your, your quarterback's sitting there going, well, D'Amico, what are you going to do for me? Think about what happened with Josh Allen. Josh Allen, go, uh, Sean McDermott's the head coach, but Brian Dayball's the assistant, the offensive coordinator. And Dayball and Allen develop alongside each other into the hottest name in the offensive coaching world and an MVP candidate at quarterback. Then Dable goes, takes his, his considerable leverage, goes to the Giants. Josh Allen starts throwing all the interceptions again and, and fumbling all the footballs again and leads the NFL in turnovers. If you are going to draft a quarterback, the head coach is only the most important person on that coaching staff if they handle the offense. If you're going to draft a top one or two pick at quarterback, the most important person is whoever is running the offense, and they only become the most important immediately after the person who picks the quarterback is the most important. And you can you can say yes, you can say no, you can you can whine, you can complain, you can say this is putting too much on one. Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes were probably one and two in in MVP voting this year. Right? Probably the first and second most productive quarterbacks when they played this season. They're in the Super Bowl. You know who's number three? Probably Joe Burrow. He was in the AFC championship game. If you want to build a Niners-like team that has all of the, like the maybe the best uh, running back in the league, maybe the best tight end in the league, when you look at, eh, probably third best tight end, uh, premier offensive wide receiver weapons, great offensive line, then you might be able to get away with a solidly above average quarterback. But if you don't, aren't going to build all of that, Number one, two, and three priority needs to be developing the quarterback. So I would be very surprised, or actually not surprised because it's the Texans. I would be very against bringing in a defensive mind to be the head coach of Houston. And that's nothing against D'Amico Ryans. I think there's a place for a, a, a coach like him, right? A defensive coach. I think there's a place for a defensive coach. I think it's later on in the development pr- process. I think Mike Vrabel was a good hire for for. Uh, Tennessee, and I think D'Amico Ryans would have been a good hire for Tennessee in that they had a veteran quarterback. They just needed somebody to give them a culture and, and, and teach them how to win. But if, if you're young with a, with a young quarterback, your roster is young with a young quarterback, man, I want that offensive meeting room to be the, the, the tip of the spear, right? I want that, that offensive meeting room to be the, the brain tank, the think tank of the entire team. Brain tank's probably not even a word. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94, not ESPN Radio 94.1. It's going to take us some getting used to. As of 3 o'clock this afternoon, we're priority. That's okay. Thank you. We're going to use that a lot. Uh, we are Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. The call and text line is the same, however, 757-687-9494. Sports in their own words coming up next, and we're going to tell a story that goes over the last week or so with uh, sports in their own words. That audio will tell a story coming up next. This is sports 
in its own words on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Sports in its own words, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I'm Tim Donnelly. This is the Tim Donnelly Show. And before we get to like, I think this is going to be fun. It's a little unusual for sports in its own words. We're going to tell a narrative story through all audio. Uh, I just thought this was funny during the Eagles 49ers game. We cannot confirm whether the ball hit the wire or not. As a result, the penalty will be enforced from the succeeding spot. First down. Apologies for the delay, but we wanted to confirm that. That was the referee essentially palms to the sky going, I don't know. Which I kind of respect. Right? The sky cam may or may not have, have hit the punt. I think it did, but they could not confirm. And what do you want them to do? Like, I kind of respect that rather than it did not. I kind of, uh, we don't know. And because of that, we're just going to move on. Uh, it's just funny. Can you imagine if they did that on like a, a huge play? We don't know if he was in bounds or not. Um, the first ref that saw it said, uh, said his gut said it was in. So touchdown, game over. They win. It'd be, it'd be rough, but at least what are you going to complain about? They didn't know. I do like that move for a, a punter, though. If he has a bad punt, just to, like, point up in the air, say, it was the wires, it was the wires. Every every, And shank. then everybody else does the exact same thing because they're like, oh, everyone pointed up at the exact same time. And I was like, that's a perfect move if you have just a bad punt. Quarterbacks, get involved. Every deep ball that's intercepted, just start pointing and going nuts. All right, it's time to tell a story. Uh, so, so Cincinnati and Kansas City matched up. Uh, over the weekend in the AFC Championship game, let's let's start at the beginning. We go back to the divisional round. the The Bengals are winning and getting set to go to Kansas City, and Mike Hilton is on the sideline. He's their slot corner, and uh, he sees a camera, he sees a microphone, and he couldn't help himself. We'll see y'all in Burrowhead. So he was essentially renaming Arrowhead, which is the home stadium of Kansas City, Burrowhead because Joe Burrow has had some success against the Chiefs. He had won three consecutive games up to that point. Uh, And that started a week where everybody seemed emboldened to talk trash on behalf of the Bengals against the Chiefs, including the mayor of Cincinnati, who released a, a long, awkward statement that included this, I assume, joke. Good afternoon, Cincinnati. I have a proclamation from the desk of the mayor. Be it proclaimed, whereas the Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Burrowhead Stadium for their second consecutive AFC Championship game. Whereas at last year's game, the Bengals scored more points than the Chiefs, resulting in a Bengals victory and a Chiefs loss. Whereas Joseph Lee Burrow, who's 3-0 against Mahomes, has been asked by officials to take a paternity test to confirming whether or not he's his father. Whoa. That was the mayor of Cincinnati joking about Joe Burrow taking a paternity test to to see if he's Patrick Mahomes' father. Again, because Burrow had won three consecutive games against Mahomes. Uh, Everybody was really emboldened in Cincinnati. And then, at the end of the game, Joseph Osai, uh, it was a tie ball game late, Joseph Osai pushed... Uh, Patrick Mahomes, when Mahomes was already out of bounds, it was a flag that put them in field goal range. The Chiefs won the game, so all that trash talk did not come to fruition. Jermaine Pratt, a player on Cincinnati, uh, was walking into the locker room. Again, microphones, again, cameras. He was caught saying this. 
Why did you touch the quarterback with with expletives mixed in there? Uh, he has since said, you know, I was an emotional competitor, didn't didn't so give him credit for at least kind of apologizing. Um But because of that, the Chiefs had a little extra sting for the 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 Bengals, right? If you had to deal with trash talk, despite the fact that you're kind of the big dogs in the AFC, uh, if you had to deal with all of that trash talk, then you go out, you settle it on the field. You probably want to say some form of, of ball don't lie, right? You want to say some form of uh, you can take all of your trash talk and you know what with it. Well, Pat Mahomes Sr., this is this is Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback. His dad uh, was, was smoking a cigar, talking to a reporter after the game, and it sounded like this. You got a cigar of your own, I see. Yeah, I'm smoking the Joe Barrow. You smoking on the Joe Barrow. I'm smoking on the Joe Barrow. How's know? it feel to be headed back to Super Bowl? Uh, it feels great, you know. You know, my big boy did what he always do. You know, he going to show up and, and show out. And I'm just glad he did it. Smoking on that Joe Burrow. Because, uh, again, Joe Burrow's known for after big wins. Cigar, right? There's that that legendary picture of him on like a couch outside the locker room at LSU after the national championship. Jersey still on, helmet off, cigar in hand. Uh, so, so again, if your team wants to call it Burrowhead, then when Cincinnati loses in Arrowhead, the father of the opposing team's quarterback is going to be smoking on that Joe Burrow. Just ask him. But that wasn't it. Travis Kelsey also stuck up for his buddy uh, during the postgame trophy presentation. He had uh, something to say for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. Know your role and shut your mouth. Travis Kelsey also jumped into an interview with Patrick Mahomes postgame. I want to thank God, man. It's Mahomes' house. I mean, there probably is some wordplay there to use Holmes. It's Mahomes' house. It's our Mahomes field would have worked, something like that. Uh, but Travis Kelsey was all energy. He didn't. He was not thinking wordplay. He's thinking all energy, all woo. Uh, so give him all of the credit. Uh, and and <laughs> there you go. Uh, but here's the thing. I don't mind. Right? It's trash talk. Sometimes it's what you like about it. Sometimes it gives you a little extra pizzazz. Sometimes it gives you a little extra spice to the game. I like a good, we actually don't like them style rivalry, as long as you can be professional about it. And of course, the quarterbacks were professional about it. Post game, mic'd up, they met at midfield. Many more, dog, many more. Hey, hold the game. We're yeah. the blue, dog. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, a little jumbled there, but I'll tell you what was said. Uh, Mahomes, many more dog, which means they anticipate matching up with a Super Bowl appearance on the line many more times or earlier in the playoffs. Uh, and then Joe Burrow said, go win it all, which is, that's nice. It's also the quarterback, so I don't know if it, it matters as much. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story here. The quarterbacks, whenever there's there's beef, are almost always above the fray, Right. Because they're quarterbacks, what are you going to do? Uh, the, the like, and and I remember talking about this with Josh Allen earlier. Uh, if a quarterback starts to fight or starts to get into a scrap, a pushing match, you are signing up your teammates to have to go fight, right? Because they're not going to let you do anything. They're going to come in and protect you. So, you know, it's kind of 
poor form to sign other people up for a fight. You know what I mean? So the the story I was going to tell, uh, there was a time in college where, and you can go, I'm sure there's like newspaper articles about it or something. We were playing, Delaware was playing Towson. Uh, now, I don't know why, but at the time, pretty good rivalry, right? They were very good. We were very good, even though there's, I mean, Delaware, Towson, nobody's like, whoa. But anyway, it was a pretty big rivalry. Uh, we win a game in which it got a little chippy, right? They had a, a whole, uh, not a, a Hail Mary to win it, got, gets knocked down. Big game, it was snow. Uh, big deal. We win the game. We're walking to midfield, and the coaches run out there first to do like the, hey, your boys played hard handshake. And uh, apparently, I wasn't there. Their coach gave our coach a a like a dead fish handshake, right? Just a little limp. And our coach didn't appreciate that very much. Said something that their coach didn't appreciate very much. And suddenly the coaches are are kind of going at it. And if coaches go at it, you know players are going to go at it, especially after a hard-fought, chippy game. So now all of a sudden chaos is happening, and the security guards, right, the, the yellow windbreakers that say event staff on the back, the, the couple of police officers there are jumping and breaking everything up, sending teams in their other way. And I knew the quarterback of the other team. We had both just played cold game, right, which isn't fun for quarterbacks. We knew each other from high school. So I start walking towards him. He starts walking towards me, and a police officer jumps in the middle of us and goes, to the sides go to your locker rooms and both of us were like no 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 no. we're quarterbacks you don't have to worry about we're quarter we're good and the police officer to his credit looked at us and thought for a second of like all right i mean we gotta we gotta let the quarterbacks talk but eventually he went guys just go and we just kind of waved and kept it moving but my point is burrow and mahomes respectful right they weren't in the mix there was no no like handshakes where you squeeze a little hard there was none of that seemed actually lovely but cincinnati you talk trash you lose it's going to be thrown back in your face kansas city if if they talk trash and beat you you would have had to eat that too kansas city gets the last laugh on that one i wonder if there will be trash talk between the the eagles and chiefs i wonder if there'll be trash talk on the kelsey's podcast between the eagles and chiefs tim donnelly show espn radio not espn radio we're going to get through this, I promise. We should have That's like, okay. you know, there's like a swear jar. We should have a, you said the name of the station wrong jar. Uh, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1, the home of the Tim Donnelly Show. And we'll be back with more of the Tim Donnelly Show. Speaking of Joe Burrow, it's eligible for a, a contract extension this offseason. If you're Cincinnati, how much are you preparing to break off for Joe Burrow? How deep into your pocketbook are you going for Joe Burrow? What's the number? 757-687-9494. How big will Joe Burrow's potential contract extension be? 757-687-9494 coming up next.